The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There is a family, family of very fine B'nai Torah. They live in B'nai Brak. In fact, the father of the Mishpacha, Rabbi Yaakov, is a Koilo fellow. His wife, Rivka, Rivka Shapiro, they dedicated themselves to make a bias never be Israel. L'shem Ferris. What a beautiful Torah home. One day, Rabbi Yaakov fell ill. Lo Yisrael, he had a serious illness. His Eshes Chayel tended to him for months and months. One day, they made up. They made a Kabbalah. They made a resolution that Hashem Yisbarach should help. And they will dedicate their lives to anything that the Bikor Chaylim needs. Anybody that is ill, any time that they will get a call, a request from a Bikor Chaylim from a hospital, from a base refua, they will immediately respond. They will never turn them away. They will always respond. Person never knows when a schus is huge. Chavetz Chaim said, take one mitzvah, own it, make it your own, dedicate yourself to it, do it, that could be the one mitzvah that a person does. And so, after a number of months, things didn't turn out exactly the way that we had thought. Rivka Shapiro is now an Almana. And she did her work. She did her work with great Nasir Nefesh. But when the phone would ring, and it was the Bikr Cholim on the other end, she always responded. She never, ever turned them down. Whether it was for the children, whether it was for the parents, the Zikainim, whether it was for the elderly, she didn't care. She went to work. She would volunteer each and every day with a Simcha, with an Ava. Do we know what it is when somebody calls up and asks for our help? Don't look at it, chas like a burden. Don't look at it, why is this person bothering me now? That person is mezaka you with a mitzvah, with chayei olam A individual could be in need of something, and Hashem sends down for them something special, a mitzvah earmarked for them, so that they have a way that they can have a schus. They have a way that they can have a benefit a mitzvah, something to save them. One day, after her volunteer work at the Bikr Chaylem, she came home. She was tired. She put in a day at work and a day at work at the Bikr Chaylem. And she opens her mail. She sees one letter comes from a lawyer. It's a legal letter. She thought for sure they got the wrong person, it's the wrong address, it's the wrong individual. When she opened it up and she began to read it, she almost fainted. She could not believe it. She was being summoned to appear in court Wednesday at 9 a.m. The summons claimed that she had to pay damages to a woman, Nadrina, who had worked for her for 10 years. After her last child was born, she stopped working for her, and Rivka now owed her 30,000 shkalim. Realize that Rivka never had help in the house. When she would have a baby, some volunteers would come from the local Besiako, and sometimes a family member would try to pitch in to get someone to help, to get someone to clean the house or help with the children. It was a dream beyond reality. Rivka 
was reading this particular summons. She felt so bad. All of a sudden, her good friend Bracha called her. And Bracha said, why do you sound so upset? She told her. Bracha said, what do you say about this? Rivka said, I don't know the person. She never worked for me. Bracha said, let me get an Askin involved. Let me get somebody. We have to see, maybe a lawyer, maybe somebody got affiliated with this woman and they're going to try to squeeze her for money or try to make some kind of a scam. It was known that sometimes the judges would be very sympathetic to the working people, not the ones that hired them, but rather would take their side automatically. Rivka's son Baruch got involved. He was already a married young man, and he tried to help her out and get her various different people that could assist her. However, it didn't really work out. She didn't have the time. She didn't have the money. Rivka's son told her, don't worry, I will come with you on the day of the court. But Rivka said, no, you are learning. When you are learning, I will not take you away from a day in the koilal, a day of Torah. Ulai, the schus of your learning will be more important than you accompanying me. She refused the offer. He was learning. He was also Malamed. He taught children. Rivka's daughter then offered to accompany her. She turned her down because the daughter had her own children to take care of. Who will accompany you? The daughter and the son both asked. Rivka said, don't worry. The Dayan Amonis will go with me. The Boreolim will help. He and I will go and he will stand at my side. I promise you. Brocha offered to come, her good friend, Rivka had no money for a lawyer. She said, yes, you could come with me. On Tuesday, the day before the scheduled Wednesday morning, Bikur Choylem called. They needed in the medical center in Tel Aviv. They needed someone desperately. There was a little girl who was alone. Her family members could not come to her. No one would be there together with her that night. And they asked Rivka Shapiro, could she come? and be together with the little girl and watch her by her bedside. Rivka weighed her options. Of course, she had to prepare the night before to go to the court. She had to be refreshed. She had to be ready. She had to know that she would be there on time. If she stayed up all night, how would she present in court? However, she made a Kabbalah. She made a Kabbalah with her husband, a resolution that if the Bikr Chaylam would ever call, she would be there. She would listen to the call. Mitzvah A mitzvah that comes to your hand. Don't dare let it go. Don't let it be spoiled. So she decided she would go. And she was there. She spent the entire night taking care of the girl, rushing around, making sure everything was okay. Twice she summoned the nurse to make sure that everything was going all right. At 5.30 in the morning, the little girl fell asleep. Rivka Shapiro, she decided it's not the time to go to sleep. Take this precious time and say Tehillim. And she finished the entire Tehillim. By that time, the little girl's grandmother came to the hospital to relieve her to take her place. When she got up, she told Rivka, Sklemitzvus, Ein Milim, 
I cannot possibly thank you. You stayed with my granddaughter. You don't realize. You gave us all life. You gave us all such chizut by coming here. You're a total stranger. She said, please allow my son to take you home. He will drive you back to B'nai Brak. He'll be happy to. Rivka said, it's not necessary. You see, instead I have a court case. I have to go to a court, and the court is located just about 10 minutes from here. I'll be able to go myself. The Baba asked, what do you have to do with court? Rivka explained the entire haloch yelech of what happened. The grandmother said, don't worry, my son will go with you. And he is going to refuse to say, to take no for an answer. Indeed, <laughs> the son would not hear no. He said, I'm taking you, I'm going with you. They went. He drove her to the hospital. When they arrived, Yitzchok, the son of the grandmother, turned off the motor, stepped out of the car. Rivka said, do you need something? He said, yes, Bavada, I need something. I need to make sure that everything will be okay for you and everything goes well. He took the lead and began to walk towards the courthouse. Right outside, the friend Bracha was waiting for her. This Yitzchok, the son of the grandmother, turned to both of them and said, listen, I'm the only one going in on time. About five minutes later, or six minutes later to be precise, I want your friend to come in, Bracha. Mrs. Shapiro, you wait outside the courthouse until I personally come for you. They listened. He sounded like he knew what he was doing. They came all up to the steps of the courthouse, and only Yitzchot went in. When Yitzchot went in, the judge said, Where's the plaintiff? All of a sudden, the plaintiff, Nadrina, raises her hand. She's got a lawyer together with her. The judge said, where's the defendant, Rivka Shapiro? Yitzchuk said, she was delayed for a moment. She's coming right now. As he finished his words, the door opened. Brocha walked in. The judge says to the plaintiff, do you recognize her? <laughs> Nadrina said, of course. I worked for her for 10 years. <laughs> How would I not recognize her? The judge said to Bracha, please, can you give me identification? Yes, she gave over her identification. And there it was stated, Bracha Levi. The judge begins to laugh. This is the one you worked for for 10 years? Bracha Levi? Then Yitzchok went out of the courthouse, went to get Rivka Shapiro. She came into the courthouse. And when she came in, she said to the judge, I am Rivka Shapiro. The judge realized the scam that was happening, threw the case out of court, and called over Nadrina for a private session and to be censured. Ha'oysa mitzvah achas. A person does one mitzvah. They get for themselves a defense attorney. A defense attorney Baha'i Alma in this world and in the world to come. A person that does a mitzvah, they will eat of the fruits here in this world. That's the touch of the Mishnah. The person gets. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.